welcome back to my podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. If I'm honest, I've just not, I don't know, not been bothered to do one. But we're back, we're back. So today, I, um, I'm doing a book series, this series. Um, I might, if people like the special guests, I might bring them back to talk about books that they enjoyed reading or are enjoying reading and we can answer questions, ask questions, have a fun time with it. I'm an English literature student so I read a lot of books and I enjoy reading and so I thought that, you know, what's not to love about books this might not be for you if you find reading boring or um find me boring that's fair enough you know i can't judge you for that but today we are going to talk about drum roll please that was me doing my own drum roll because I'm alone. We are going to talk about Atonement by Ian McEwan. I always want to say Ian McKellen because of the famous actor, Sir Ian McKellen. He's a sir now, which always surprises me. I think that everyone forgets he's a sir, but then most people forget who the sirs and the dames are. Anyway, I digress. We're going to be talking about atonement, so I will pass you on to the next Darcy in the next clip who will talk to you about atonement because I don't currently have the book on me, so I need to go and get that. And I think it would be awkward if there was just a silence for a minute while I get the book, so we're going to cut the clip here. I'll have a funky musical interlude, and then we shall get started that was my funky musical interlude no i'm joking i'll put actual music on okay see you in a minute guys okay thank you to that darcy for starting us off this is the second darcy of this podcast who is going to be talking about atonement. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person. A bit weird. But yes, I am here and I'm going to be talking about atonement. I have my glasses on. We are ready to rumble. I have the book here in front of me just in case I forget totally what I'm meant to be saying. So I thought I'd start by reading the blurb. Might be a bit boring. But I will try and make it the most exciting reading of a blurb that you have ever heard. Okay. Big shoes to fill now. On the hottest day of 19... Of... I've already... I've already messed up. I've not even read a whole sentence. And I've already messed it up. Right, let's try again. On the hottest day of the summer of 1935... 13-year-old Bryony Tallis 
sees her sister Cecilia strip off her clothes and plunge into the fountain in the garden of their country house. Watching her is watching her too is Robbie Turner, who, like Cecilia, has recently come down from Cambridge. By the end of that day, the lives of all three will have been changed forever, as Bryony commits a crime for which she will spend the rest of her life trying to atone. Dun, dun, dun. So the New York Times liked it. They said that it was a superb achievement. The best thing he has ever written, said the Observer. Got some good, some good um, reviews on it. I actually really like this. Um, I think it's a very interesting book. It's got a lot of deep symbolism and messages in it, which I really like. It's it's a book that you do have to pay a lot of attention to. It's not the easiest read in the world, but it's okay. So, let's crack on into it. First of all, I would like to say that um, in the film in the screenplay of this story um Robbie who is the gardener is played by a really attractive actor but I can't just remember his name which is really annoying James McAvoy that's the one yeah I knew it was James somebody but yes very very attractive very good Keira Knightley is in it as well if we have any Bend It Like Beckham fans in here, or any Kira Knightley fans, then um, give it a watch. I know that my sister um, wanted the hairstyle of Kira Knightley, you know, the graduated bob, so she took in a picture of Kira Knightley to the hairdressers and said, I want to look like Kira Knightley, which is fair enough. Good on her, you know? Bold moves, bold moves. Anyway, I'm going on a lot of tangents this evening, but we shall begin. So the book is set in 1935, on the hottest day of the summer of 1935, to recap the blurb. 1935, so that's after, after the First World War and before the Second so, obviously, there'd be a bit of, you know, unease. There's a rise in fascism at this time. And, obviously, fascism is what Hitler was all about and the Nazis. Nazi Germany. And they're all a bit on edge because there's a rise in fascism. And after World War One, they're all worried it's going to kick off and that they're going to have... An invasion of this bad thing that is Adolf Hitler and his clan of bad people. So they're all a bit on edge and obviously it's a bit ironic because they do have a second war and it's not a good war. Luckily it ends well, spoiler alert. For anyone that doesn't know about the Second World War, Britain win, thanks to Churchill, who I think I said in a previous podcast 
is Boris Johnson's grandfather. Still surprises me, that fact. I don't have many facts, but that is one of my... Probably my most interesting facts. So, you're welcome. Fact of the day, if you didn't hear the podcast I did a few weeks ago, where I also said that fact, then you're welcome to it now. Go tell your friends. Okay, so, um, 1935, spoken about fascism. There was also a big class divide. Some would argue that there still is a big class divide. I'm not sure. I think we are a more diverse society and more equal and less separated, but there still is definitely some sort of divide. Otherwise, uh, whether that be racial divide, um, gender divide, there still is definitely a racial divide because of the Black Lives Matter movement, which I've spoken about quite a lot on this podcast in the previous series. And there is still, to a certain degree, a social class divide. Um, But it was definitely, definitely, definitely a lot more prominent in the 1930s when this was set and it it becomes apparent even by in here where it's uh the fountain in the garden of their country house that gives an ultimate clue that they are on the wealthier side they are on the wealthier side and um they clearly have quite a lot of money. They're in the upper class. And I find it interesting because there is crime and things that go wrong. And it kind of shows that regardless of how much money you have, bad things still happen. They happen to everyone, regardless of your social status, your class, your money, your lack of money. Bad things just happen they happen to everyone. Some people suffer worse than other people. Some people have it bad all the time. Some people just have it bad some of the time. It's it's It swings in roundabouts, but it is safe to say that everyone suffers from it. Now, I should probably put a disclaimer in this series that there will be spoilers... So if you're thinking of reading this book or any of the future books that we might talk about, then don't listen because it will spoil it and then you'll complain. Oh, Darcy spoiled that book for me. Well, I'm doing a book series, so just bear that in mind while you're listening to this. Okay, so Atonement. They're on a sunny day. Atonement. Someone asked me what atonement meant. It actually means if you're at one moment, you're at peace with yourself, you've not got anything bad, any sins that you need to try and make up. It's So if you're trying to atone, then you're trying to make right in the world, make right with yourself, try to correct something that went wrong. And this is basically what Bryony does because... She accuses 
Robbie of raping Cecilia. Even though he doesn't, there's a very steamy library scene where they have sex. And um, Bryony is watching in. She's perving on it. And she gets the wrong message. And there's a, a rather um, rude letter that is accidentally passed between Robbie and Cecilia. Cecilia is Bryony's older sister. And it says the C word, which I shall not say because I know that some people get offended by it. It's not a good word. Children, don't use that word. But it gets passed through by accident. He gives the wrong one. Bryony reads it. She's like, oh my god, oh my god. There is one of her cousins who is female. I can't just remember her name. Um, There is an incident of rape with another man. But Bryony, because she has a down against Robbie anyway, assumes that it's him that's done the assault, when in actual fact he's innocent and not done it at all. It's very intense and at one point I cried. Towards the end, there's a very, very sad bit where um, Bryony's working in a hospital and it's during wartime she's older by this point and it's during the war and there is a soldier who comes in who is around her age maybe slightly younger and he has suffered from a head injury and he believes that she is someone that he knows um a girl called rose i think who he grew up with and his mum wanted them to marry when they were younger and he thinks that that's Bryony. Bryony is her and Bryony doesn't have the heart to tell him so she goes along with it and then he talks about wanting to marry her and asks her to marry him and then he passes away on her lap and they just pull the sheets over. I'm actually getting very sad talking about this. It's ridiculous. I'm a very silly woman. Okay, so basically, I like this book because there is a lot of symbolism in there. There's something with time and growing up and fingers. And it's about maturity, really, because Briny really is not mature and doesn't realise what she's done until she's done it. Which happens to a lot of us sometimes. I have, I've done things where you don't actually think about the consequences before it's too late. And that's a tricky thing, but I think it's something that happens to all of us. And it's the way the cookie crumbles. To quote Bruce Almighty, great film. Go and give that a watch. But... I believe this book is great. However, it is sometimes quite difficult to keep up with and get the references. You have to be on it. 
It's not the sort of book you can read if you're a bit tired. You need to make sure that you can understand everything all of the time. Otherwise, the next bit won't make sense. So, I think that's alright. I'd like some feedback on this. If you enjoyed listening, or indeed still are listening, then drop me a message... I think all of my listeners know my Instagram handle anyway. If you don't, sucks to be you. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I hope you've all had a good week. Um, it is Thursday today, but I'm going to put this out on Friday, so tomorrow. Or today, as you're listening to it. Very confusing. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. I hope you found it mildly interesting or entertaining. And if you haven't, then I sincerely apologise. But I don't know why you're still listening if you haven't enjoyed it. Be sure to check out my other podcast episodes. Um, I really enjoyed making those. And I am very thankful for my audience of nine people now so you know we're getting up there we're nearly at 10 i'll have like you know how um youtubers and other people get really excited when they reach one million i'll get excited when i reach 10 slightly different but it's still important still relevant i'm still relevant So, have a good week, guys. Um, If you have any suggestions, anything you want me to cover, contact me. You know, I'm not particularly busy these days. Uh, Have a great week. Stay positive. And just have fun, you know. Do something different this week. Do something different. Do something exciting, you know. Okay, I'll see you for the next one. I think now I'm going to, for this series, I'm going to be a little bit less spasmodic and random with my releasing. I am going to do Fridays because Fridays are a good day. It's a feel-good Friday. So, have a great weekend. Have a great week and I will see you next Friday. I will, I need a jingle. I need like a steady jingle. Friday podcast with Darcy Dawson. My guide to life on planet Earth.